What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 268, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. There you go. Thank you. 268A, posting on 38, will be a discussion on Belfast. And 268B, posting on 311, will be a discussion on the sensation that is Licorice Pizza, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, as he does every week, is my co-host, Roger Fat Bernie Stillian, and our lovely perma guest, Chris Grenebon. <laughs> your name sucks. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I don't know. I wanted to call you Pop, but I just felt you more of like a warm... A warm, like the granny from Belfast. You look very grandma like today. I'm the warm granny. All right, cool. Uh, well, wait, uh, wait, explain. Wait, Roger, you just said I need to unpack that. What do you mean he looks very granny like? What does that Mind mean? Mind your business. All right, <laughs> All right, gentlemen, how are we this week? What's going on? Uh, it got to 70 degrees here yesterday. Oh, it's a bit beautiful today. Like it was, it says 70 and sunny here. It is absolutely beautiful. Best day of the year so far. It, it might snow next Saturday. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> yep. Well, March historically is the biggest uh, snowfall. We get the most month. snow. Yeah. Yes, we do. That's party. Cool, um, you guys watch anything other than what we watch for the show? Uh, I had the, the the sweet viewing pleasure of watching The Gentleman and Wrath of Man oh, in back to back days. Oh, dude, those are man. God damn it! I feel like a man. <laughs> you know what? So, okay, so when I was back home, I recommended I, w- I went to my favorite hobby shop in the valley. If you guys know where that is in uh, Bridgeport, which one? Um, Hobbies Inc. Oh, okay. And uh, his, the guy who owns that, he's a super super good good dude. I, I recommended Gentleman to him and Wrath of Man, and he just sent me a message on Facebook. Um, saying literally two of his favorite movies he's ever seen. Good, yeah, good. All because right. he, 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 we went on for like ten minutes about how we loved John Wick. I'm like, oh, dude, if you haven't seen The Gentleman or Wrath of Man, those are right up your alley. So yeah, I'm, I'm really psyched that that he liked them. Really, really if you like watching people get shot in the face. <laughs> I mean, he likes the, he likes the fine op- operatic dance that is John Wick. So sure, sure, sure. Who doesn't? Well, I mean, Keanu's damn likable too. That's another thing. There's got to be a couple people out there that don't like him. You know what I mean? They're wrong, but I don't. I don't know. Keanu's got to be one of the most liked celebrities in Hollywood, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, I, f- I figured he was. Yeah. I mean, I, I read that a long time ago. I know you never so hear true. anything bad about him, which means he's probably killed hundreds of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. This is true. What did I watch this week? I watched a ton of stuff. I watched. So I, I watched Batman and IMAX, which I will reserve comments till next week. But if you can watch it in IMAX, I, I highly suggest the IMAX. It is, it's awesome. And I'm just, you know, that's where the theater shines is that big ass image and the sound you can't replicate. It's just, man, it's awesome. It's just the theater shook at two of those, two or three of those action sequences, which you could probably imagine in a Batman movie, the theater I thought was shaking. The sound was so great. I loved it. I loved it. I'm going to watch it again, hopefully in IMAX this week uh, to get ready for our episode next week. But I hope you guys also, is there any chance you guys are going to watch it in IMAX? No, no, it's too far away. Fair. Okay. Fair enough. Doesn't fit my schedule. Fair enough. But I mean, I'm sure you'll love the movie just the same anyway. It's been doing very well. Um, we'll get to that in a minute, but it's been doing very well in the box office too. What else I watch? Oh, you know what else I watch, Roger? And I, I love this movie and I watch it every once in a while is uh, Fury, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Tank movie. God, that movie is good. You do love that movie. I do. Chris, have you ever seen that? Which one is it? Fury. Fury? Yeah. Oh yeah, God. I'm, uh, I'm a... Huge World War II guy, and that's, that's, ma- ma- mainly because of mechanized uh, mechanized units. Yeah, I'm good with that. 
That's a great man. The more I watch that movie, the more I appreciate it. And it's just the more I, exp- I appreciate David Ayer for what he did with it. But mm-hmm. man, it's especially that last shot. It gets me every time when the camera like slowly goes up, up and you see all the dead bodies around the tank that they had. Oh my gosh. Oh, God, yeah. yep. Love that movie. Love that movie. Uh, what else is going on guys? Roger, you are settling into the new house. Yes. Do you have a man cave set up yet? Uh, I have a semi man cave. I'm no longer in the basement, which actually I do. The basement spot that I had was pretty chill because it was like in the basement. Now I'm in the biggest room of the house, which is cool. But I only can like I only occupy like a corner of it with a big with a, you know, 50 inch TV for some things, a nice curved computer monitor for everything else. And hey, wow, you're living like a king down there. Jeez, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Good for uh, you. Curve 2K monitor. Thank you very much. Best way to watch play video games. <laughs> I will never go back. <laughs> never. I don't know how could you. I have. A, I still. I still use that. Forty at 120 or 144. Thank yeah, you yeah. very much. I. I don't like that. Matter of fact, I turn every TV I get into the 24 frames that 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 mode. But how could I, you ever play video what? games that way? I, I actually don't mind the. I actually don't mind it. I actually one Ugh. of those weird people. I, I. I know, but I mean. My brother plays on one of the monitors you just suggested. I mean, he does not when he plays his PC game. He 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 goes hard or go home. I mean, it mm-hmm. looks phenomenal. I will say, I just don't like the look. So you don't um, like smooth and crisp. I don't. Um, I like janky and broke. I, I, I do. I'm still I'm still using that. Uh, do you remember that that OLED TV I bought from HH Greg like like six years ago, seven years ago? Sure. Who? I'm still, I'm still using that that uh, that that um, LG OLED. That's it's it gives a beautiful color still. A beautiful I mean, that's TV. a fine TV. Hell yeah, it is. But not for gaming. I love it. I love it. for movies. It's even better. I love it. I love it. Chris, what kind of TV are you playing on these days, or what kind of monitor? I have a, I have the same exact monitor uh, Roger has actually. Oh, nice. Like, okay. Spec wise, and then I don't really game on a TV anymore if I can use my monitor because it's so beautiful. So yeah, no. I, I game certain things on my TV still. Yeah. Stuff that's not optimized, mm-hmm. like older system stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I currently have my Xbox 360, okay. which I got up and running again, hooked up to a big old 4K TV, which yeah. is weird. Nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, that's interesting. I also have a computer hooked up to that, too, and that's really weird when I'm sitting because it's, like, mounted to the wall. And I'm looking at it, and it's like a 50 inch TV, and it's like right in your face. It's like this is entirely too large to use as a, an <laughs> everyday computer too monitor. Much. <laughs> like I'm typing much. stuff, and it's just like I'm staring at the ceiling as I'm <laughs> typing. What, what, what about watching? What did you guys watch this week? Anything else? Mm. I actually didn't watch anything uh, this week. This week was uh, was tight schedule wise for me. So, Chris, how's your daughter and her uh, Naruto? We, we watched a couple episodes of that. Usually early morning, we'll watch one or two if we can. But I, go. I mean, it's going good. We're uh, we're we're halfway in season three. Some stuff went down. She can't believe it. It's great. <laughs> she can't believe it. It's great. All right, good, 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 good. All right, gentlemen. This is episode two hundred and sixty-eight of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. Was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at five a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start at the box office. Current and upcoming releases. What streaming trailers and movies of the week? Uh, and let's take a look at the box though, without further ado. And uh, you Batman fans out there will be very happy to know the Batman had a very big, very big opening weekend, which it's important to note, though, it came out on Tuesday on IMAX screens only, but it came out, you know, all screens on Friday, 128.5 million domestic, Good which, brings it, which brings it to a 250 worldwide. 
Good number. Yeah, very good number. Batman good. is decent. Very healthy. Um, okay, Uncharted number two, 11 million, bringing us worldwide to 271. I'm actually I, shocked it did that much money because I figured Batman would just inhale its entire audience, right? You'd figure, but I mean, I mean, 11 million is not a whole lot given, you know, given what it is, but you're right. Um, one thing I did want to say, though, is I did read an article that Sony loves Uncharted. They're very happy with that movie. Good. So hopefully it's. I mean, I was very okay with Uncharted. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was, it was all right. Let's talk about number three, Dog with Channing Tatum, six million worldwide of forty-four point nine. Roger, we like that movie quite a bit, actually, more than I thought we were going to. Dog, Dog is an all right movie. I, I really enjoyed it. Chris, if you haven't seen that Oof. one, no, that's a much deeper movie than you'd think. Oh yeah, it's depressing as shit. It's good. It, 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 <laughs> great. <laughs> oh yeah. Spider-Man: No Way Home, number four, four point four million, uh, bringing its worldwide to one point. Eight six six billion. So it's still creeping up. I mean, this has got to be it's what it's fifteenth week in the theater and it's still doing just shy of five million. That's not terrible. It's done. Death no on more the, money. Death on the Nile number five two point seven million. I think I should have said named it Nile of Death. Nile of Death. Well, that would have been far more foreboding. <laughs> One hundred five million. Yeah. It wasn't. Uh, it was just over. It was just over the hundred million mark last week. So it hasn't done too much worldwide. So. I think that one's also run out of steam as, you know, movies don't generally have more than two big weekends. So, you know how that goes. We all know Unless you're goes. Spider-Man and you have 12 in a row. Spider-Man. <laughs> That's true. That Spider-Man. All right. So, let's look at his upcoming releases. I don't think anything is really jostled around a whole lot. Dude, there is not much coming. What really? about Batman's album? March is a desolate wasteland. <laughs> No, like legitimately next week. You know what comes out wide? Nothing. Yes. Is, I mean, I don't understand. That's what I don't get is like why the – there are other things that are like stacked on top of each other come April. Why doesn't something just – like Morbius, it would be a perfect time for Morbius. No, too close to Batman. You think so? Well, nothing yeah. wants to nothing wants to compete with Batman. That's just – No, but so like the next week – I'm sorry. I'm not going to your thunder here, but I actually have the list up right in front of me. Yeah, so do I. Um, so nothing comes out wide next week. On the 18th. The only thing listed for wide release are two movies I have never heard of. I have a movie podcast. <laughs> There's a movie called Umma and a movie called X. And for Umma, the synopsis is Amanda and her daughter live, in a, live a quiet life on an American farm where the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea. Amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her own mother. <laughs> and then X... The synopsis is, in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to set to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly host catches them in the act, the cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. Hold on, hold on. Some we, weird we, murder no, porno. No, 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 no hold on. We, we've, we've, we've seen, seen that, that trailer several oh, times. Yeah, yeah, we've seen trailers for that one. But with Britney, one, right with Britney Snow, how the, how the farmer's wife ends up in bed with that young girl. Oh, okay. Super creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but we, we, we've seen that. We've, we've seen that trailer a number of times. Okay. I'm, I don't, okay, I don't think you're right. I do know what that one is. Okay, but the other one, never heard of it. Hmm. That's it's, the slate ahead. It's, it's pretty safe. Weird to say. murder Nothing porno yeah. and creepy Korean horror story. I mean, gotcha. March 25th picks up a little bit. I really do think The Lost City will do decent business. I really do think it will. It's, it's, got, it's got all the right pieces in, 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 in play. That's the 25th. The first, we have The Contractor, which we talked about last week, and Morbius. 
Wait, there was something else big on the first. Maybe it's gone now. But April I, Fool's Day. Um, April eighth is Ambulance and Sonic the Hedgehog two. The thirteenth, which oddly Father Stew comes out on a Wednesday. I don't know why. It's Easter guess, week. To to get out of the way of Fantastic Beasts, but no. That well, that's Easter week. So anything rolls into the extra long holiday weekend. Well, I mean, why wouldn't Fantastic Beasts also open on Wednesday then? Because <laughs> they don't care, and it's not a movie about religion. It's true. Unless I mean, you're I, unless you're really deep into the Potterverse, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are doing. I so I, I did a little research on the the Fantastic Beasts, and after the second one was received so poorly with audiences, they went back to the drawing board and really yeah. like they, they like back did the whole script. Yeah, they redid the entire script. So that gives me more hope that. I mean, I know you guys don't like the fans have say, but I mean, it's because of the fans' reaction that they went back to the drawing board. But well, I mean, it's also on. because of that we 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 got a much better Sonic movie than we would have gotten too. Well, no, you don't know that. You got a redesigned Sonic. You don't know if the movie got changed. Well, so, I mean, but Sonic with Fantastic Beasts, they didn't change anything. They just made a shitty movie. I see. I don't agree with that. It just wasn't what fans want. It wasn't Harry no, no. Potter anymore. It's really bad. And super Nazi like, so. <laughs> but I mean, is that a big deal when you have bad guys? <laughs> like, make them make them all Nazi like. But Nazis are bad guys. Who cares? Hmm. Like, what's the when in doubt, Nazi out? That's what my brother always says. Wow. Villains. <laughs> I mean, but like, come on, how many movies have have you seen where like some there's some weird link to Nazis that you never would have guessed? Everything it has mysticism in it. That's what I'm saying. Is like when in, my my brother always says, "When in doubt, Nazi out." I mean, it's just one of those things, but. I don't know. I'm. I just. I'm looking forward. I'm a huge. I mean, I love the Harry. Anything Harry Potter franchise does, I love it. I thought it was going to go completely other direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not love the others we just talked about. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, April twenty. April twenty second. The bad guys. Which I have to say, after seeing the trailer a few times, I'm kind of changing my thought on me being excited for the bad guys. I kind of like the idea of, of it. What do you guys? The the animated movie with the bad guys that turn good. I mean, isn't that just Suicide Squad? Well, yes, but I mean, it's. I have a isn't feeling. That just Wreck It Ralph? Yeah, but I mean, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell voice. Well, the first one's good. Second one's fine. Second one's second okay. Second yeah. one's okay yeah, at best. I think okay is the best it's going to get. But anyway, fine, fine, fine. Um, the Northman and the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. I really hope that Give movie does great. Give me some Nick Cage. I really hope that movie does great because then we might get some more of these, like, actors that we like to make fun of in Hollywood, but like are still like mega stars and we might get more like in movies like this. So I really hope it does very well. Um, I mean, I want every movie to do super well. And then let's talk about May for a second. May 6th, starting off strong with Dr. Strange and multiverse of madness. That's going to be a big one. Doctor. That's like May. It's so far away. It's not, it's not though. It's not, it's, like, eight, it it's like two months from now, two months away. Yeah, Today. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Firestarter the 13th. Uh, then the 20th is the DC League of Super Pets, which we've seen the teaser a few times. I don't know if we've seen a full-length trailer the yet. The Rock is the dog. Yes, and um, uh, Kevin Hart is one of them, too, which is kind of odd. I think he's one of them. Yep. Uh, and then Downton Abbey, a new era. Mm. 20, 27th. Oh, the 27th. Top Gun. Do you think we'll actually get Top Gun on the 27th? Do you think we'll actually get Top Gun? No. What about you, Chris? Roger says no. Oh, yeah, it's got to at this point, right? But I mean, it just keeps on getting pushed back. So. Top I don't Gun understand. should be Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, I don't understand. God why damn it! I love this be? country. <laughs> but I, I don't understand why you wouldn't wait until. I mean, July eighth. 
July 1st is Minions, The Rise of Gru, and July 8th is Thor, Love, and Thunder. So, I mean... Well, you don't want to mess with Thor. No, you don't. So You I'm probably don't sure. want to fight the Minions either, honestly. They... They're little bastards. Yeah. Does anyone care well, about that? Wait, hold on. Is that Memorial Day weekend? Oh. No, no, I no, bet no. it is. Yeah, May 27th is Memorial okay, Day weekend. Never yeah. Yeah. Totally fine with that release date. <laughs> Everything makes sense. Yes, yes. yes. Far better now. All yep. right, so that takes into that. June... We'll stop in May for now, but that so there, there's I mean it's exciting. I don't know why March is such a quiet month. I I don't I just don't get it. It's For just Batman. Is that is Batman really that big that you don't want to mess with it? Like is it fast and furious? It's 125 million. So the, the answer to that is yes. We'll see what next week two is the true test of a movie like that. Though we will see what it does. I mean, it has no competition. That's nothing true. else is coming out again. I mean, that's true. That is extremely true, actually. That is very true. Everything just moved. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at what's streaming. This week, we're taking a look at Hulu. And for those of you trying to get caught up on Oscar-nominated films. Palm Springs. And as always, Palm Springs, which is a perfect 10, is on Hulu. But also, check out Spencer. Which, uh, thank you, was nominated for an Oscar. It was. Check out Spencer on Hulu, directed by Pablo Lorraine. Kristen Stewart, Timothy Spall, Sean Harris, Sally Hawkins. That's getting a lot of talk right now. Hawkins. Um, Hawkins. Available right now, not Oscar-nominated, but The King's Man. Uh, a movie I loved by Oof. Matthew Vaughn. Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Arterton, Oof. Reese Ifans, Matthew Good, Charles Dance, Daniel Bruhl. 2021. I, I don't think it's... You know, I just... I don't know why I have such a soft spot for that movie. I just do. It's not great, but I love it. And if you want to go all the way back to Batman by director Tim Burton, also available on Hulu. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, uh, Billy D. Williams, 1989. Also important to note, Batman for, Batman Returns, 1992. Batman Forever, 1995. And Batman and Robin, 1997, are all also available on Hulu if you want to get... <clears throat> See some of the early Batman movies. If you have who want to write some Batman erotica and you need something to pull from, <laughs> you, you will have. Wait, which one of those was the Bat? <laughs> wait, what? Which one was the Bat nipples? Batman Forever. One Forever. Day. Okay, was it was that Clooney? Was that okay? Uh, that's one of some else I just watched this week. Up in the air sweet, too. Sweet Batman erotica. Yeah, some sweet sweet Batman erotica. I don't know why. You... How'd your show go today, honey? <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Then I get blank stared at for five minutes because the eye deserve it. All right, Roger, Chris, how did you like, what was it? Was what was the second movie with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg? There's stepfathers that don't daddy's home too. daddy's home too. How did you like Mark Wahlberg being playing Mel Gibson's son and daddy's home too? I loved it. I thought that was the funniest thing I saw all year. Because we're going to get it again in Fathers Two. <laughs> you think that those are related in any way? No, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying they played a father son duo before. I just they they must be boys. They they must be friends. Like, I mean, huh. yeah. I mean, one must like the other because, like, I mean, it just is happening again. But what do you think of Fathers Two? I, of course, I'm all in because I'm a huge Mel Gibson fan. Um, um, Oscar bait tearjerker. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not happy about how sad that movie looks and what it's going to do to my soul, but it's fine. Wait, so you guys think you're going to cry? Why do you think you're going to cry? Two hundred percent, I'm going to cry. I, well, like, like, I am banking on crying. But but what what do you think is going to make you like what? What's the clincher? So like in a in a movie called Dog, he's dying. He's going to die. Okay, you mean Gibson's character, the, no. the father, 
or no, Wahlberg? Not Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Oh, Wahlberg. Okay, I didn't. I don't know the story. It's it's based on a true story. I don't know the story. Did you watch so, the trailer? I did. <laughs> I did watch the trailer, but he doesn't die in the trailer. He's in a hospital. Spoiler. Okay. He's in a hospice home, bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, I. Bruh. <laughs> we talked a little bit last week about Mark Wahlberg, um, playing with Tom Holland, being the second, not the main draw, but the second draw. I'm not so sure. I thought about that all week. I'm not so sure that's true as much as we said it was. I've been really kind of rethinking that Wahlberg and Tom Holland. I, I don't want to get into who's the better actor, but I mean, who's. I mean, I know who plays the lead character. Well, yes, but I mean, I guess I'd never thought about Wahlberg as a. He. I'm not giving him the credit he's due. He's He's a much better actor. I have to apologize because I, I think he's a much better actor than I in the past have given him credit for. And I want to just now seeing his trailer and thinking back on Uncharted, I think he's a much better actor than I was selling him last week. And I need to be forthright about that. I mean, he's in some great movies. Well, and so in fairness to that comment, though, like right now, lately, it, it's almost fair to say that Mark Wahlberg's been kind of coasting, though, right? Because you feel like you've got the same guy in most of the things he's been in. Sure. I, I mean, no, that's fair. Okay. Okay. Compare. Early 2000s Wahlberg, like 2000, let's just say 2000 to 2012, and then 2013 to now, it's almost a completely different person. Sure. I was thinking about that too. I mean, all because he, he you know, he's, you know, experience builds a better actor, of course, but I like him better now, much like Ben Affleck. I, I, th- I mean, his, he is, he is the best actor in the world compared to what he used to be right now. So, I mean, that's just. I was a little too harsh on him. I'm just trying to say in long, long form. I mean, there's a really good streak of good movies with uh, um, Wahlberg, Wahlberg, you know, and they're like all over the place too, you know. Um, shit, don't looking back here. How far are we going to go back? I mean, he was on the hat thing though, right? He is. That so. movie's bad. But I mean, he's in Invincible, which is a fine football movie. He's in Departed, which is an excellent movie. Yeah. Now, he's not the star, but he plays a very important role yeah. in that movie. Uh, he's in the movie Shooter, which is pretty good. He's in Ted, which the original Ted is a the hell of a movie. Ted is good. It's a hell of a movie. Uh, he's in The Fighter, which he got nominated for an Oscar. Um, let's see. What else is he in here? Uh, Garbage Transformer is good. Yeah, it's great. Pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. Which is a hell of a it's movie. Actually, it's actually pretty good. As uh, Lone Survivor. Very good movie. It's uh, in the show. I hmm? a movie. Okay, it's a movie. It's okay. a really good one. Okay. Uh, he's in Patriot's Day, which is really good. Uh, well, that really kind of wraps up the good, good stuff ones. For a while. <laughs> but I mean, he's fighting Uncharted. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, but he, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. he does play Mark Wahlberg, though he doesn't play Sully. Well, no, I think he's going to act in Father's Day. I think so too. I think so. Yeah. After that trailer we saw, I absolutely agree. Yep. So I hope that movie's good. It looks good. It looks bad. Bad. It's going to be sad. <laughs> Let's change gears a little bit for Project Gemini. How do you guys like the Alien reboot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I mean, Chris, you're the sci-fi guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, how so, can you boo this? How can you give me a two-minute trailer of sci-fi stuff? I have no idea what's happening in this movie. There's a lot of dark. There's a lot of steam. There's a lot <laughs> There's a lot of flashing strobe lights. Gotcha. But I mean, Boom, that, don't movie. you think that's by design that they do that? I don't think it's by accident. Okay, what is happening in Project Hold Gemini? Hold on, yeah. Tell me what Project Gemini is. Yeah, tell me what this what this movie. We're gonna about. we're gonna play this game a couple of times yep. today. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I mean, I I watched a trailer. I mean, we know there's something. You know, there's a there 
there's a there's a, some kind of alien beast. Game over, it's man. All, hold on. It sounds like with the question mark at the end of the word beast that you that yeah. Well, of course there, we right? don't know what it is, but I mean yeah. Well, so that, that's, the Babadook. That's the problem. You don't know what's happening in this movie. Okay, so okay, there's there's a mission on a on a planet that involves a creature. I mean, does that's, it? That's about as sci-fi as you get. It involves a you know we don't even know if it, if, if the mission involves a creature. Well, I mean, we just get some weird with some weird still of a shot of a weird skeleton. Well, I mean, thing. but it's a it's slimy and it looks like a tail or some sort. I, I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. Okay, so, my, my point is, as as the sci-fi guy, if I'm going to have a title here, I guess, is that this movie looks generic sci-fi, and that's bad. Until there's more that until we know more, until it shows me more, it just looks like a generic sci-fi. This looks like Prometheus two. Oh man, don't even get me started on Prometheus two. Well, but I'm not wrong. This just looks like. Prometheus, the second coming. No, I think Prometheus is. I, th- I think I would never put a Prometheus on this level of of, of low. But uh, I mean, we'll 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 see what comes. I, we just don't know enough yet. But I mean, it, look, it could be great. Like Roger always says, "What if it's great?" Yeah, I mean, I hope it is. But I mean, we'll we'll, we'll wait for trailer two on All right, this fair one because it just looks very generic. Gentlemen, game over, man. Game over. I'm yes, Bill Paxton. No, it really is game over, Bill Paxton. All right, let's talk about Bullet Train. I think we're all excited for this one, Chris. Probably you a little more than Roger and myself, but well, I'm in for this. This is cool shit. <laughs> I mean, I like Brad Pitt. I, I mean, I like the, the 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 idea behind this. So, I'm all in for for Bullet Train. I I can't. I mean, it looks like what was the one with Chris Evans years ago? What was that? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. It looks like Snowpiercer meets John Wick. A good show, apparently. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So, I mean, what do you guys what are your guys thoughts on this one? I'm I'm very excited for it. I'll go. This looks like this looks like this could have been an anime somewhere, like like a one shot ninety minute anime movie that they just put into live action. And I'm I'm all I'm all for this. This looks stupid, zany, crazy, and violent. I'm I was right. very happy when somebody got hit directly in the face with a half drank bottle of sparkling <laughs> water and just made us like funk. Yep. Uh, yes, but I, but I I love the truce that happened before that, and he's yeah. like, "Are we are we good? We're ready?" And the chucks that hits him in right in the face. You sure you don't want to drink? It's good. You <laughs> sure you don't want to talk us over? No. Whack. <laughs> um. I yeah. I'm David Letch is directing this, and mm-hmm. he also did. He's he did um, Atomic Blonde. He did. Uh, he produced John Wick. He's done Deadpool two or something like that was tied to it. Yeah, right? Deadpool two. He he did as well. So. I mean, he's got some chops under his belt, which makes me excited for this because it looks like he's it's it's in a it's, it's in Brad an area Pitt, John Wick. It's, yeah. it's in an area he knows and knows well, and that's Korea you know, Town. Yes, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, no, I'm, I'm definitely on board for this one. On board, get it? <laughs> did, did you did you notice how? <laughs> do you notice how we've been seeing more and more trailers say exclusively in theaters on the date? Yeah, I think they're just driving home that. Stuff's coming out. I don't know. Well, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, and George Clooney were behind the weeks and weeks ago. They did a story about how they, if it's not going to be, if it's not going to premiere exclusively in theaters, they will have nothing to do with it. So, I mean, I mean, those are two mega celebrities in Hollywood. So, I mean, if they're putting their foot down, others will follow. Wait, who did you say, Brad Pitt, and who else? George Clooney. Eh. Did you say eh, on George Clooney? I mean. Don't do that. What else is it? What has he been in? Like? I will not allow you to besmirch. What else has he been in? What, what has he been in? 
He's George Clooney's in- probably been in like 300 things. No, I know at this point, but like, what, what does he have coming out? So what does it matter? Or does he have something coming out we don't know about? He's been directing stuff. He I mean, did didn't he the, do that movie on Netflix? Though? He just did The Tender Bar. That was it. Yeah, that's one of the That's not well, it. No, 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 hold on. George Clooney in yeah. The Tender Bar? He he directed that, yeah. Oh, okay, directing. I, I mean, in starring in it. Well, sorry. so no, what's that? Well, Midnight Sky. Midnight right? Sky was when he was in. Wait, so yeah. wait, that wasn't in the theater. Nope, that was in, that was in Netflix. Well, that was a Netflix thing, but I mean, who knows how long that was made, but. Yeah, and that was. I'm pretty sure that was George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Maybe I'm wrong. I know it's Brad Pitt, but maybe I could be wrong on the George Clooney part. But okay, uh, I know it's Brad Pitt, which, which, which makes sense. Michael. Yeah, um, he's been in a. Okay, so let's just get, get Chris. Give me thirty. Give me thirty. Thirty seconds. Okay. Okay. Hail Caesar, Tomorrowland, The Monuments Men, Gravity, The Descendants, The Ides of March, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Up in the Air. I mean. That one best picture. I just watched that. Uh, Leatherheads, Michael Clayton, Ocean's Thirteen, The Good German, Syriana. I'm like, I mean, these movies are all pretty good. Uh, good night and good luck. Ocean's Twelve. My name's on the header, bro. Oh, he did. He he did Spy Kids Three. I didn't know he was in that. That sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Are you, are, are you are you reading off all of George Clooney's bigger like bigger works? Oh yeah, oh, oh brother, where art thou? Three Kings, Thin Red Line. But we're talking about like multiple Oscar Oscar winning films here. Yeah, I so. get that. But what is he coming out now? I, I, I was I was thinking through the vein of him acting, not of not of his directing. Oh, so. actor. He's got. A, it's called Ticket to Paradise. Okay. It's in it's in pre production post sorry post it's Ka- Caitlin Deaver which we love Julia Roberts, uh, Billy Lord. And it's uh, the description Lord is a, Billy. a divorced couple that teams up to travel to Bali to stop their daughter from making the same mistake they think they made Ooh, 25 years bad. ago. Yeah, that sounds kind of not sounds not great. great. I mean, and then the, and, the, and then under actor, he has an untitled George Clooney, Brad Pitt, John Watts project. So we will see Brad Pitt and George Clooney are attached. John Watts has done some interesting things, though. Hmm. Uh, he did Spider-Man Homecoming. He's done. He's done some. Spooderman. Spooderman, indeed. He's he, he done something. Is it Homecoming? Oh, he's... Okay, so John Watts is making... That's where I knew his name from. He's in pre-production for Fantastic Four. That's where I just saw his name not too long ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So, I knew I just saw his name for something big in the Marvel. I was like, oh, what is that? What is that? Okay, so... Anyway, so let's move on past the trailers then. But, all right, gentlemen. We are going to talk about a movie today called Belfast. Are you guys buckled in? Are your seatbelts fast? Movie named Breakfast. Or Belfast. One of those is correct. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let the listener decide. It's Hint, it's Belfast. All right. Gentlemen. You didn't let him decide? I did. They, they, they told me. They told me. All right, let's look at some particulars. But first, as tradition now dictates, the tomato meter, 87%. Audience score, 92%. That's really good. On the next one, you're, you're going to think not so good. But on this one, at least 87, 92. I'll, I'll take those numbers, man. If I ever make a movie and it gets those numbers, I'll take them. That's for damn sure. Those you make movies? Uh, one day I hope to. Mm. All right. Satriona Balf, Judy Dench, Jude Hill, Jamie Dornan, Syrian Hines, Laura McDonald, Gerard Horan, directed by Kenneth Branagh, which... Okay, so last week I talked about loving Kenneth Bernard and his and his work. You know what I completely forgot that he made that I really kicked myself for for not flagging? Belfast. Um Artemis Fowl. Oh. Boo. Oh, that movie that movie was I was a, making a joke at first. This is not Look, great. I mean you can 
you can argue that the King's Man I like so much might have a, some some great moments. Artemis Fowl has nothing. It's bad. Like it just has nothing. I just I I remember watching that movie and saying, "God, it's such a chore for me to watch this movie." Jeez Louise. But so yeah, he's got some. He's he's got a decent. I'm looking at the filmography today too. He's got a decent one too under his belt. But Kenneth Branagh brings to us Belfast. Roger, what's Belfast about? Belfast, Ireland. Mm-hmm. But more specifically, what time In frame? 19, what's going late on? Late 1969. <laughs> During what, the religious and, riots. Thank you, thank you. There's the you know, what's there the is. what? What, what, what did I could have stretched it out for a good thirty minutes. <laughs> What did we learn? And remember when we did like we all did like a, a weird like in seventh grade literature like a, a two week like a, like on writing like news stories. What's the the who, what, when, where, and why? <laughs> Those are the things you have to answer. The who, what, when, where, and why. All right, Belfast, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Um, it's very it's very obvious when you're watching Belfast. One of the things I adored most is one of the the young the young actor as the young character of Buddy. You can very much tell, even from the get-go, is it's there's love and you know care taken to mold his character, even in the start. So it's safe to say, even from the get-go, you can tell that I mean the director is putting some of himself into this, and I think Kenneth Branagh does put himself into this through Buddy. Sure. Oh yeah. I think so that's, you know, I think that's evident. So no, that's one thing I, I right off the bat I loved. Um, it, it starts with showing you shots of Belfast today, you know, what it, what it looks like. And then we go back, you know, a couple of decades to uh, a kind of a troubling time in Northern Ireland uh, when people were literally being killed in the street for religious beliefs. And it's just not a good time. It's very not a good time. Very not good. <laughs> so let's talk about the cast for a second. Jamie Dornan, how do you guys feel about him? Like very acceptable. I really, I, I really thought Jamie Dornan. I'm not gonna say he's perfectly cast because whenever I say someone is perfectly cast, I mean like I'm putting him on the same level as casting choice as Hugh Jackman. Tom Holland is Peter Parker. Well, or I mean Hugh Jackman for Wolverine, I think is even more perfect than nope. He's too tall. Peter 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 Parker. But um, yeah, I I would say Dornan is pretty well cast. I say everyone in this movie is damn well cast. Uh, even to I mean Judy Dench, she's phenomenal and everything. She is she never not good. Like, I wonder yeah. if there's anything she's ever been in where people are like, hmm, that's Judy Dench. I don't think she's very good. You know what? I'll go look that up. <laughs> Fair. Judy Dench's <laughs> worst roles. I mean, they got to be years and years, like decades ago. Like, probably in the same time Belfast was <laughs> taking place. Yeah. Um. All right. Chris, what did you like about Belfast? Tom, before we get into the movie, tell me what you liked about Belfast. Um. So, the movie is... I don't know. The movie... There's a lot of emotion behind the movie, and you can tell there's sentiment there. So I I appreciated that the movie, it it it's it's paced well. It's I don't know. It, it's paced slowly and shortly. And I like, <laughs> Judy Dench is in Artemis Fowl. No, <laughs> I forgot. Oh, she, she, her, her and Kenneth Branagh must. Uh, Artemis Fowl is just yeah. popping up all over the place. It's weird. Rear ugly head. <laughs> it's bad. Um, the, something I really liked about the movie was the connections with like all the different characters that you see, and not all of them. You know, we don't get to ride the whole time with all everybody, and they don't they don't make it to the end part of this movie, but. A big piece for me was the was the relationship with the grandparents. I felt that like on a personal level, so I, I appreciated that. I liked that a lot about it. Was just the different character aspects of it. Judy Dench is also in Cats. 
She is in Cadet's right. That wasn't her fault, though. That was not her fault. I'm sure Judy Dench is one of the bright stars of that movie. So, you know, she's I'm in Chronicles of Riddick. She is. She is indeed. But I mean, we're we're we're, we're talking about roles of Judy Dench that weren't very. She's all the movies you've mentioned. She's been great in. They just weren't good movies. Mm. Like I'm sure some of those early roles might not have been her her best performance, but. Anyway, so we're we're getting getting back to Belfast, getting back to Belfast. Roger, I need your mind on Belfast. Uh, <laughs> I can just see him right now staring at a tablet, just going up and down, up and down. Breakfast. Uh, breakfast, yes. yes. I'm hungry. I had a sausage egg and cheese McGriddle. It was delicious. <laughs> those are really good. As a little aside, those are I learned good. how to make those at home. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also we're not we're not shooting for a McDonald's sponsorship currently. No. We're not. Shit, no. I don't need your dirty money. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me McGriddles. <laughs> pay, pay me in McGriddles. Anyway, back to breakfast. Back to Belfast. Uh, I, I think there's a there's a weird charm here that most people can identify with, especially looking back and as for nostalgia's sake and to their own childhood, kind of relating it. Although I don't know if the religious strife is going to be with everyone, but certainly people you know in the Belfast area in this time. <laughs> if you live through a religious riot, you know this should really shout you're out connect to you. real quick with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you had a, a group of supposed religious folks come rolling down your street with Molotov cocktails <laughs> and breaking the windows out of your house yes. because you you don't go to the same church they do. <laughs> Man, this things movie, are different here. Leave it to the Irish though, right? Then this movie's for you. But your, your time has come. Yeah. It's a real movie. All right, so the cast, I, I can't get over how I love the cast. It's been such a long time since I've seen a movie where I thought everyone in the movie was just so well cast and just did such a superb job, all of them. Usually I mean, they're, they're all, all every there. role is filled very well. Um, Chris, you said you felt connected to the grandparents. Just the way his relationship was with the grandparents. I was very close with my grandfather growing up, so that was something that kind of I was, resonated the the relationship that resonated with me was the was the Dornan and both the mom and dad relationship. Um, I guess for for reasons that yours were your grandparent relationship would be the one that stuck out for you. That one would be the one that stuck out for 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 me. Um, I, I I just I don't know what I wasn't close with my grandparents, but I mean the mom and the dad. Not that my parents argued because of religious stuff, but I mean other similar arguments I I witnessed and you know went through with them. So, I mean, we, but I mean, I feel like most kids can attest to that, but that's just my link to Belfast is, 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 is that one. Why do what, what about you? Who, well, I mean, I really, I really connected with mom, you know, dad's away at work a lot, which, you know, my mom didn't work when I grew up. We were lucky enough to be able to do that. So I saw my mom a lot more than I saw my dad, but it seemed like when my dad was around, we were doing things very similar to this, you know, it was like, Hey, we're going to go do this today because dad's off and things like that. So that actually hit kind of home, you know, in the part where like, you know, they, they end up in uh, looting a, a, you know, grocery store and ends up with a single box of soap. <laughs> Why'd you grab that? Bring back childhood memories? No, you? but it's just like you connect the whole thing where she like drags his ass back down there. And she's like, you're going to return this as the store is like basically on fire around them. <laughs> like this is what happens when mom gets pissed off. Like, oh no. Oh no. I like when she's like, why did you grab that? He goes, it's biological. It's biological. Because that stupid commercial was playing yeah. in the background. You guys, ever steal, you guys ever steal something from a store as a kid? Yep. 
Yes, of course. I'm not going to incriminate myself into what, but yes. I mean, every, every little kid steals candy or some shit. So, so the first time your I mom drug your ass back, didn't well, you? Well, <laughs> not like that. So the first time I stole something from a, from like a, like a smaller store like that, I w- I stole a pack of gum from a gas station. Mm. Me and my brother used to walk to a Burger King nearby and get food and stuff. And uh, I went and I took I took a pack of gum and left with it, and we were like walking home in the apartments. And my brother was like, "How'd you get that?" I went, "Well, I took it." He was like. You gotta give that back. I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, this is my younger brother. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you gotta get it back because I'm not going to jail. <laughs> I said, oh, I took it. You didn't. He said, I'll get in trouble too when you do something at home. I get in trouble with mom. So you gotta give that back. So I went and gave the gun back. So kind of the same thing. Did you just? Uh, did you like your brother shamed you into taking it? Yeah, back? Yeah, I was like, all right. Well, because I like he wasn't gonna come home. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh, I can't leave him in the middle of the city. So hold, hold on, explain to me when you went back. How? What was this like conversation like with this? Guy to gas it. I literally like, put the pack of gum back where I got it. Oh, you didn't even say anything. I already took one though, so I don't know how weird that had been for the guy that bought it. He's probably more pissed because he's like, "Look at this little dickhead kid ate a piece of my gum and just left this they, here." They had to know that. I, I think they knew that I took it and came back. You know what I mean? They had to. Like these 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 people saw us like every, like three, four, five times a week. We used to walk around the mm. the city. So, oh man, you're stealing for people you see every day. Oh, yeah, that's whoa. Though. You gotta be familiar. It's too comfortable, right? That's what it is. <laughs> see, like whenever I would do something like that, like we used to go to this um this little convenience store really close to where my grandparents were, and like everybody knew everybody there. So like if they caught me stealing something, like they'd be the one to, like smack my ass. Yeah, yeah. Like it was that kind of relationship. You get be like just bust them up. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, teach them. Teach them. Your mom would ask, what happened with my son? You took this, so I've macked him. You and didn't then, want And then you get beat again. <laughs> you get beat once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you get beat again. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize. I'm going to whip your ass. You just hear me. Now, <laughs> it's it's, it's yes. not like that today. It's not like that oh, today. Oh, God, no. You touch, you, you, you touch my kid, there's a lawsuit coming. And, yeah. oh, You're at a goodness. family member's house, and they're whipping your ass, and then you, <laughs> and you get home, and you get your ass whipped for what happened to you when you were at your so, home. So, uh, your Aunt Loretta called. <laughs> She said she gave you a whooping, right? Yeah. Do you want to tell me about it? <laughs> no, no, sir. <laughs> no. I want to go to bed. <laughs> it's 3.30. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. Oh, man. That's emotionally scarring. <laughs> you all have those memories, We're just traumas on here now. Kids, they don't, don't don't have those experiences, though. Hey, Kids guess what? Don't. I don't steal shit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. very true. Usually. I mean, I pirate stuff illegally from the internet. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Maybe that's where it started. <laughs> Victimless crimes. Fell into your life of crime. <laughs> Stealing gum. Pirating torrents. It's going to be an ID documenta- documentation about you. Yep. Oh. It started here. In 1987. <laughs> Roger Stillian stole $1.2 billion worth of media. I stole a pack of dentine. <laughs> Remember dentine? Dentine ice? Oh, yeah, no, it wasn't even dentine no, ice. It used to just be dentine. <laughs> it was a green one and a cinnamon one. Oh, oh, man. The cinnamon would take the skin off your tongue. Oh, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. <laughs> All right. Back to Belfast. Hold on. Men that drank a lot shoot up the cinnamon dentine. It was for the working, the functional alcoholics. Mm. That's what that was for. Oh, man. Good times, good times. Getting a little close to home today. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean Belfast will do that to you. Movie yeah. of the year, you know, nominee, best best picture. What is it? Yeah, best picture. Nom- yeah, that's it. Best picture. 
All Let's right, talk then. about some of the most talk about like, Belfast for a minute. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So one th- one thing I also did notice too is Star Trek was on the television at least twice, if not three or three times. Well, that fits with the that. time frame, though. It does fit the time frame, but again, young Bernard must have really liked Star Trek. I'm guessing yeah. lots of people like Star Trek. Yeah, back in the day. Um, let's. So, what do you guys think about the black and white? You know, we open up on color, of course, seeing Belfast now, and then as we go back, we get the black and white. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? I thought it was pretty nifty. You know, seeing the everyday life in black and white, and then seeing the. I look at it as stuff that he considered special in black and white. So like memories that he has of like going to the play and going to the uh, movie to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang with uh, with the family is really like artsy stuff that really sticks out to him is why that's in color to me. And I, I think it looked really neat because especially when like they're they're at the play and you could see the reflection of the actors in her glasses mm-hmm. and they're in color and everybody is not around them i thought that was so cool but yeah I'm, I'm i'm glad you brought that up though because that was i was gonna i was gonna ask you guys how you feel about it but i feel like that you're probably right about that of why she had shitty bang bangs in color and they are not is because it was just such a wild do you notice how everyone like when the car went over the cliff everyone like was sure they were falling out of their seats too man i wish i loved anything as much as those people loved watching she <laughs> <and bang bangs. laughs> like the, cinema has come a thousand years away from that and i just kind of sit there with my feet propped up eating popcorn going eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean like, oh, whoa! Some, of, some of those first some of those first movies <clears throat> for example the the great train robbery when the when the, there's a train coming towards the camera people literally like ran out of the theater mm-hmm. because i mean i mean you didn't have anything to compare it to and then there's a shot of a famous movie long time ago where a, a cowboy, a mask, I think he's masked, pulls his gun, and like points at the screen and people like duck and cover and like they run away. Like they, they feel like they're going to get shot. Like, well, there's the, the, the really famous thing that they talk about in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Roman Polanski and Rosemary's Baby, where they do the, the obscured shot through the doorway. Um, because like you can only see like a quarter of what the scene is about and the rest of it is filled up with like the door jam. And people in the theater, you could see them. They would lean like they're looking around, yeah. trying to look around the corner. Like that was a thing that you just saw happen. But that's Which, I don't think I've ever experienced that. So like I, I missed out on that. But man, I wish I would have been able to. I don't know though. I mean, think about it. every time you go to a horror movie, somebody gets stabbed. All of a you put your hands up. Yeah. But, but hold, hold, on, hold on though. Is that the same thing though? Yeah, I think so. Uh, really on think a much lower scale, it is. All right, that's fair. I, I guess I never considered that. You're just trying to lessen the effect on yourself like they're trying to enhance the effect and mm-hmm. you're trying to lessen it all right that's fair i guess i, I never considered that but yeah they're super into chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> but I, well i mean it's an it's pure escape for them in a time when it's just awful time to be in northern ireland uh and i mean the, the, I, I do love one of the things i, I loved most about this is like even from the get-go dornan's character um jamie what's the what's the, the dad's name again it is uh, Pa. Pa's talking to uh, Ma about getting out of Belfast, you know, for the kids. And, like, she fights back. And, like, they return to that same conversation several, several different times. It runs through the whole thing. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a central conversation because, I mean, like, I mean, even in the end, the, what do you call it, a, like a, a dedication, you know, for those who, for those who left, for those who stayed, and for those who were lost – I thought that was very touching too, by the way. Sure. But I think like that must have been 
pretty central for a young kid in Belfast in 1969 or the early seventies when this was going on. I mean, they can't, when they think back about that time, that's probably all they remember is people trying to get the hell out of there. I mean, I'm sure they remember other things, but I mean, it's, it's, See, okay, how would you classify? What, what would you call if you had to put this movie in a genre? What, what would you put it into? Period piece drama. So a period piece something. Yeah. I see. It was at times it was very dark. At times it was extremely lighthearted. I don't know. I I have a hard time with this one. Dramedy. A period dramedy is that what you is that maybe an, an accurate description of Belfast? Yeah. Because like some of those moments when, when, um, when, for example, Buddy is talking to his grandparents, like those are some of the most lighthearted, endearing moments ever. How about when they're talking to each other, the grandparents? Oh, right, know. of course, of, of how they've lived but their that's life nice. together. It is nice, and then there's and then there's people walking down the streets with guns, shooting people. <laughs> I mean, you get two ends, of, you get both ends of the spectrum there. I actually like the the interactions between uh, Pa and Billy Clanton. When he was just like, you're just nothing but a jumped up gangster. Yeah. And yeah. And I mean, that's, that's cool. He's like pressuring to either give him the money or helping him or whatever. And he's just like, no, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> well, Jamie Dornan was also, I mean, I, I, we've also, and I don't know how recent memory it's been years now. It's funny how it all blends together. We watched that, um, the siege of Jadaville where Dornan plays a, um, an, an Irish commandant in Jadaville trying to avoid a, a third world war. So, I mean, this is not the first time Jamie Dornan has played that kind of character and it won't be, it certainly won't be the last either. And it was many times before that too, but I mean, I'm getting kind of used to seeing Jamie Dornan in these roles and I like it. I want to keep seeing more of him in his, and not like not 50 shades of gray, but other things like this period pieces about, you know, the UK about Ireland. I, I like that. I mean, this is me just saying what I want, but I, I think he's kind of at home there in those pieces. What do, what do oh, you guys yeah, think? I mean, that, that's fair to say. I mean, I, I prefer to see, I prefer to watch actors when they're at their strongest, of course. So, I mean, I think this is where kind of he shines is these kind of movies here. The Siege of Jadav, I thought was very good for Netflix. It was very, well, yeah, good it's going to be one of those things like the Robert Pattinson thing where, the worst thing Jamie Dorton was ever going to be in was what he's going to be most famous for with the 50 shades stuff. Like it's going to take a lot for him to not be the 50 shades guy. Right. That's true. I guess Like it takes Robert Pattinson becoming Batman to not be, Hey, it's that guy from twilight. Yeah. No. But I mean, depending on who you're talking to is someone's description is going to be, Oh, it's the guy from twilight or it's, Oh, it's Batman. You know, sure. depending on who you're talking to at the moment now, but right now, if you like before Batman came out, what else? What else could you have seen Robert Pattinson that most people would know him from? You, know you would know Twilight was the accurate descriptor. Twilight, you know, yeah, Twilight's the accurate one. Yeah, I mean, but, I just feel like I feel like the the Fifty Shades stuff was was long enough away, but I guess Twilight was just as far, right? So I guess it's either way. Yeah, you got to do something else to break out of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's it's an it's a hard thing to do. I think for for some actors, do you do you think Dornan regrets doing the Fifty Shades? No. Do you I mean, think he has tons of money in the bank because of it? I would say, yeah, he got he got paid money for it. A couple of million reasons why he doesn't hate it. That's <laughs> yeah, true, I guess. I wonder if he's still making money off of that. I wonder if he still gets residual checks for those movies. I would imagine he probably does. But so let's talk about the the tense moments in Belfast for a second. Um, like the the store looting was 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 kind of tense. 
the moments, Roger, you you mentioned with um, the one of the, the obvious antagonists to Dornan's character, um, trying to get him to join or just completely get out of the way. Yep, the rebellion. And um, there's a moment in the streets, like it's 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 at the end. It's you know right the right at the, the end standoff, of the, right at the end of the second act and the third, which I thought was wonderfully tense. But it wasn't like I didn't think anyone was really going to die. And I kind of liked how Bernard kind of navigated that scene because everything that came before it, I knew no one was really going to get shot there. But I also was like on the edge of my seat the whole time during like there was like it was like a, a minute and a half that whole scene plays out. Yeah, probably so. I was I mean, I was on the edge of my seat for the whole 90 seconds that movie that that scene was playing out. It was just <clears throat> I was very into it. I, I, I thought it was very well done. I was very happy by that by that scene. Chris, I am surprised that nobody got killed there. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like someone's getting gunned down. So See, to me, it didn't, it. though. It just, the tone was wrong. The, I mean, I don't know. It just, I I mean, maybe if someone was going to shot, it would have been by, by the by the soldiers. It would have been sure. the other guy. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like, but, this is a thing where everybody gets gunned down. Yeah. Chris, what do, what do you think about that, about that no, I mean, sequence of events? I mean, same thing. It's, you know. The tension, the tension was there. I, I, I thought that we were, we were going to lose people at, at that scene, but we didn't. So. See, I didn't think that. It's funny how I'm, I'm usually the one that wants that and thinks it, but you guys like nah, wants that, that savage psycho man. Well, I, I like story plot. I like you know events that happen that change the course of the movie. So there, 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 there's that. Um, I get you. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about how I thought that the black and white. Really now, imagine the same movie played out in color. Does it so, have the same effect? So we started talking about this earlier, and actually, to be honest, I think this movie could have been shot with color and it had the same effect. Me, me and Roger disagreed on this earlier when we talked about it. We skimmed over it. Uh, at See, I agree with Roger. I think the black and white really did this movie a service. I don't think you get anything more or less if it's just shot in color, though, because I think it's I think it's the so I think it's the characters that are in this and the story that's told. Not the way that it shot. Now, obviously, the way it was shot was, you know, was a was a decision made by the people who put this together, and I get it. And there's a personal touch there, but I think that the acting, the roles were played well enough to where if you gave them the same same thing but in color, you're going to get the same impact from the performances. And I think you can show the joy of the cinema and you know the escapism of that we got out of the theater and all that. I think you can show that with character reaction and, and you know, just the way that the acting's done on screen, not needing to use the black and white and the color to, to point that out. If you wanted to go that direction, the way they did it was a decision and that's fine. It's still, it's, it's fine that it was black and white, but I think you could have got the same effect from the movie if it was in color too. Because it's the characters that matter in this. It isn't. It isn't the the cinematography that matters. It's it's the people and the story about the people. See, I definitely disagree with the. Uh, you're right, though. It is the, this definitely is a character piece. This definitely is a character drama. Mm-hmm. I mean, that moves the plot. Nothing. There's there there isn't. There's a couple of tense moments, but other than character interactions, there's really nothing that moves the plot forward except for character interactions. Yeah. So, and, I mean, and, I have nothing against black and white movies. My favorite movie of all time is Schindler's List. So I have no problem with a movie that's black and white and has color for effect. You know what I mean? I, you know, I'm, I'm on, like I said, that's my favorite movie of all time. I just think that this movie was so hype. It was rightfully focused on the characters and the way that everyone impacted, you know, you know, 
our leads our leads life you know all the way through that you could have done that without it being black and white it's fine that it was maybe see i remember one of my favorite movies chris now that you bring up one of your schindler's list and schindler's list uses color in a very interesting provocative way as well i mean it's very when you see something in color it's very important yep um something on kind of a lesser note and roger i think you might be on the same page with me on this one is american history x i always thought okay yeah i always thought the use of black and white in that movie and that's I, I bring it up because that's one of my that's like one of my top ten of all time. I love it's an incredible that movie. movie. It's good. That, it's a powerful ass movie. But like the things that are in black and white are so powerful. All of yep. them. Like it's funny because the stuff that's in black and white versus color, it's just there's a big difference there between what is happening and and what you're supposed to really be nailing home on in that movie. And so maybe this movie would have been. So maybe there's a compromise to find, you know, Roger and I and you are on two ends of the side. Maybe there's a compromise where less black and white was used, but the stuff in black and white was a super important time in that. What if it was reversed? What if everything was in color except what was in black and white? Maybe like maybe maybe like show like the most heinous parts of what we saw in this movie in black and white. In black and white to show how or like whenever you see the rioters in the street, you know, or you know, the people that are, you know, causing all the issues, maybe they're in black and white because of how negatively impact. Well, you see, that's taking a, away from everyone, everything around. Well, you see, that's a great, that's a great way to think about it because I mean, so much of this, I mean, just like today's discussions politically, there was no clear right and wrong in what they were going through either. So well, I mean, I don't know about burning somebody's house down just because they don't go to the same church. You've got to listen. You know? Seems a little wrong. Well, okay, fine. But you know what I, you know what I'm trying to say there, but I mean, the black and white could also signify, you know, the, 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 the moral, the weird gray area of where they were. At. I mean, I just, maybe you're right. Maybe there is, but I mean, you've got to, you've got to think that that conversation happened in the early parts of the, of, you know, pre-production that sure. conversation yeah. happened with well, how much black and white do we use, and how much color stock do we? I mean, you know that. I mean, any movie is black and white these days. You know the conversation had to happen at least once. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think it looked really good either way, whether you loved it or hated it. Like it was shot well. Yeah, well, like I said it was fine. You know what I mean? I just, I, I, I just don't think it was, it was necessary to make the movie as impactful as it is. Well, me, this was an Apple movie, right? Belfast? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, well, that's mean, Coda. I'm sorry, that's Coda. Coda, Coda. Um. How has I had a good I had a good thought in my mind? You said that's good. Apple, right? Like, no. <laughs> um, what was You've been undermined by your by your cohorts. Uh-huh. I don't know what I was gonna say about the black and white thing, but I like your idea, Chris. Maybe less black and white is is more impactful, but they definitely would have had the conversation. I'm I'm, I'm sure. So well, yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, in a movie that's black and white, when you talk about a movie, it's one of the things you think about while you're watching is, you know, does this need to be black and white? And it just it kept on popping in my brain. But. So let, okay, let me ask you this then: Who, if any of these characters are the main character, who is it? Buddy, buddy. Yeah, of course, of of course, buddy. So then, is everyone else equally as important as supporting care, or are they are they no. tiered levels of importance? They're tiered. Yeah, the immediate family, the grandparents, and then everybody else. Yep. So we're talking. About- uh, I'm sorry. Along the same ring of grandparents is the little girl. I was going to say, she's yeah. very important in, in, in Buddy. Her name Catherine? Yeah. Well, the little girl or the or the girl that makes him steal. Which <laughs> Moira? Moira, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moira, yeah, that, that girl's a bad influence. Which, which yeah, sounds yeah. like a gypsy name, right? Does it? I, I need an Irish name. 
Yeah. He chose Moira. Moira. Oh, it's a good one. Um, yeah. Very the, Irish. I actually, mm, you see, I was thinking about it. I wish they'd have done more with the uh, with the little girl, the the blonde girl that like he had the he really had the hots for. I wish they'd have done more with that. Um, I, I don't know how much more you could have done, but I see that to me is part of like that that, that innocent charm. He could have wrote her a letter when they got to wherever they were going, and that could have been the end of the movie. Or I thought they would have bookended it with those two being married today, being that old. So did I. We yeah, I thought that's how I definitely thought they were gonna. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to ask you guys a question then for, and this is obviously, I think, because he was able to get Judy Dench. One of my favorite moments in this movie is the cat superstar. Is, is that when, when, you know, after, after the, the events, after the culmination has happened and they are, and it's just Judy Dench in the frame and like they have her saying, leave, just go, don't look back. Yep. No, that's good. That's incredibly powerful. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about that. You guys receive perceive that as incredibly powerful. Same with same way I did, right? Absolutely. Now, is that because of the character or because they had Judy Dench to do it? Both. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair. One because of the other. Did you guys really? Let me ask you. I mean, I'm a movie crier. Rogers a movie crier. Chris, you're an emotional guy. Did did the one death in this one? Did it impact you at all? Did that make you feel anything? No. No. Well, I mean. I didn't cry. I mean, it was, they foreshadowed this one for a long time. Yeah. I mean, no, it, was, knew, it was a pretty we, safe we bet. We knew somebody wasn't making it back. Yeah, we were prepared. It was a pretty safe bet from the get-go. Well, I mean, they, they come back to this like three times before it actually happens that this person is sick. Sure, but what about, what about Belfast did you guys not like? Actually, I didn't really have anything I didn't like about Belfast. Yeah, so this will be a, th- yeah, there was nothing like wrong with this movie, and it, it it was a it was a better than average movie, which I guess you know gives kind of a foreshadowing to how I'm going to score it. But it wasn't anything like spectacular. It was it, it was a movie. It happened. It was it was nice and short, at least you know what I mean. Like all the way through, it told a good story. I didn't have a problem with with what I saw. Like I said, the black and white wasn't a negative. Oh, I, I really enjoyed Belfast. I, I re- this is Belfast is 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 in, in recent memory one of my more favorite viewing experiences. And I tell you what, I, I don't know what about that last like scene in that one of the last scenes when they're doing uh when they're having that cello celebration and Doran's up on stage mm-hmm. singing the the very famous song. Um, I don't know why, but man, I just had the good vibes, the good feelings all the whole time. That's what I walk away from this movie with is that. Is like that scene, and then the Judy Dench leave and don't look back. Those are the two things I walk away from this movie with. <laughs> After seeing it the first time, anyway, I don't, know, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I yeah. love that part of it too. The sound, I, I like the music and the sound of this movie. Well, Van Van Morrison was was a big uh, used several times. Van Morrison yeah. was. He's also from Belfast, I think. Is is he really? I, I yeah. assume he would have been if they're using him. Yeah. But, yep. Um, so, he was he was a good choice. He was a very good choice. Uh, I liked the music choice. It was it was always well timed and like it always went with what was going on screen. And it, it was good. It wasn't just a insert song here because it's popular, like a teen comedy would have been or that they always did back then. But um, back then is like the early two thousands for me. But <laughs> there's so much of this movie to love. Uh, there's so much of this movie to love, and this is like this is what I talk about when I talk about, you know. 
when we when we are lucky enough to get movies that it's it's just a pleasure to watch. This is one of those movies for me. This isn't like an MCU movie. It's not like a, a Transformers movie, or it's not like a you know a Jurassic Park. This is not the same kind of thing for me as this is like pure. I don't this know. Is a Palm it's, Springs on Hulu. Yeah, it's just actually this is Vast of Night. <laughs> it's just a well written movie with great actors and like that's just i guess that's its own category because i really don't you know i'm like i have a soft spot for dozens and dozens of movies that are really really bad but i mean this isn't one of those i don't i don't need to have a soft spot for this because it's really good i don't need to have a forced you know soft spot for it well i think an issue that i have with it not an issue as the movie as a whole is where i think this movie is pretty good overall there's nothing for me that really sticks out as like Hey, this movie's so, so very good. It needs to be nominated for something like Best Picture. And I'm going to talk a little bit about more about this when we talk about Licorice Pizza as well. Is Yeah, I think this movie's fine. Like, I enjoyed it very much. I'm going to give it a good score. I will happily watch Belfast again a little bit further down the line. One of those kind of deals. But, like, we've watched other movies recently where I'm like, man, this movie's great. I don't look at Belfast as Jackass. something that's that's yes. <laughs> like I can't wait for Jackass to get nominated. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but like I can't wait. Uh, I, with things like this, I can't see why people are like, "Oh, this is one of the you know the ten best movies that are made this year." I think this movie is very good. I I enjoyed it. I just don't look at it as be like this is the the ultimate show of cinema for two thousand and twenty one. Oh, no, no, no. Please don't mistake it. I don't think that either. Well, I mean, mean, so that's that's an issue that I have, and I have to hold it against this movie a little bit because it is nominated for it. Listen, there are plenty of things that are good about this movie. I just don't look at it as one of the greatest things of this year. That's all. Okay, well, well, let me ask you this. Since since it's it's only the middle of March or or Mm -hmm. almost the middle of March, what other things have stood out to you just since January 1st? Well, I mean, from since January 1st, well, it's hard to say. Like, there's, there hasn't been a whole lot of great stuff so far in 2022. There just hasn't. I mean, technically, we get Power of the Dog, but it's already nominated for an Oscar, right? Yeah. So, like, I, it's just like I look at this sort of stuff, and I look at how the entire Oscars list, which we'll really dig into in a couple of weeks on Oscar Day. Um, as we're trying to catch up, I'm like, okay, I can see why people like this. I just don't look at it and be like, hey, one of the best movies of the year. I just don't see it here. That's all. And I'm going to get way more critical about Lickers Pizza. <laughs> so, well, I agree with two. you um, to an, to an extent. I, I can certainly. Agree I think Belfast is that. a fine movie. A yeah. fine movie. See, I think it's better than I. I, th- I think it's just a little better than fine. But let's just go over some of the ones that we've seen this just before we move to scoring it. Um, I didn't really think much of the three five five. That movie's bad. That movie's well, terrible. S- Scream was Scream was okay. Scream Scream's okay. Yeah. yeah. Scream is Scream though. Scream. Um, you're right. I don't see anything that. Um, Marry Me is up there for me. God, it's weird when you say Marry Me is like one of the better movies. I mean, movies it was a good time. movie. So okay. So also, I think it's very important to, to to you know to point out that we're talking about theatrical releases, and we we've, we've talked about some some. Where the still is the show is still very theatrically released focused, regardless of what's happened the past two years. I mean, the the focus of the show is still theatrical releases, at least for right now. I mean, that would that is inevitably going to change, you know, even probably later this year. But I mean, we when thinking about movies that came out that we talked about, we have to focus on the theatrical releases, right? Yes. I I I mean, but none of those. I mean, 
some of the more enjoyable experiences, I will say marry me, uh, moonfall, jackass, um, uncharted dog. But like that brings us to current that brings us, you know, I'm sure the Batman will be one of the better things this year. Um, at least when we, we, we all, we all talk about it. Well, I mean, I'm looking at stuff since January 1st. There's not a whole lot. There's not. And a lot of it's, I said, I mean, technically if you want to count the last weekend of Christmas, um, which you can, um, you can look at a movie like American underdog. That's a fine movie. It's sure. not, it's not groundbreaking cinema. Sure. Sure. Um, West side story technically falls into that, but I mean, none of us liked West side story and it's hyped up for a thousand awards. Um, and then you roll into, you know, this next, this last month. I mean, we're talking like uncharted jackass, you know, Spider-Man are the only things that still have any value that have been released. And then things we didn't even talk about, like Blacklight and The Cursed and stuff like that. As so far this year, not the greatest year for groundbreaking cinema masterpieces so far yet. Yeah, it's weird how, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't have, it's weird look, look, looking back and like, wow, this really haven't, theatrically, it's been a very slow year. It's been a very kind of. Oh, a we could talk year. about the monster that which was Moonfall. Oh, God. Yeah, but I mean, I, I will, I mean, there's a whole different if 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 your first reaction when you watch a movie like Moonfall is that movie is so ridiculous then you you've completely missed the you you missed the point of save Moonfall. the moon save the planet well i mean you've you've just missed the point of whatever is going on in that you know it's just at least if you ask me it's just you can't i have a friend who looks at now, I have a friend who thinks Licorice Pizza is the best movie he's seen in 10 years. I, I mean, I that's fine. You, you have a friend that thinks that? I, I really do. I mean, oh. he's he's a hardcore film connoisseur. I you don't like, – I, I cannot agree with him. I cannot – Are you good friends with this guy? Like, no, I mean, I've, I worked a show with him. I wouldn't say you, I'm good friends, but – Okay, well, so we're going to trash him, right? Like, No, we're not trashing oh, anybody. Right, I would just like to know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, that's fair. Yeah. I think, listen, you can convince me if you know what it's even about – and then, then we'll begin to have a conversation. Well, well, see, I, I, pizza. I, I yeah. wanted to, I wanted, I, I was, I, I spent most of last, um, the last show first ladies trying to get into like how he thinks about movies. Um, he's, he's the same guy who said nothing since 2009 has come out. has been any good. Jesus. That's the same guy the we talked about statement. months and months ago. Yeah. But I mean, the, the most, the, the <laughs> most, the most bold and the most incorrect statement. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'll get more into that with Licorice Pizza because I do think he has a point on some of them, but on most of it, I think is completely baseless. But you know, I mean, one thing I've learned watching movies is you can't look at every movie the same way. I just don't think so. I've never, I've never thought that. But all right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right, let's move to score this now. I'll go first. I mean, no, no, no I want to go first. Okay. Gonna, all right. I'm, all right. I want to be the furthest away from you guys. I think um, Belfast was fine. Uh, it's got a. This movie has a wonderful heart. And it rides that all for every minute of its viewing, and it it tells a very it tells a good story of someone who's who has fond memories of where where he came from and where he's at and how he got there. This this movie's a six for me. It's it's good. It's a fine movie. I'm never gonna watch this again though. It's just not my kind of movie. All right, that's fair. And try not to take away from it. It you know it's it's nothing against the way it's shot or anything like that. And I'm saying it like like I scored it below five movie's fine it's it's a wonderful movie it's a good story just it just didn't bring me in for you know you like it two end of story yeah gotcha. mm. you want me to go or you want to go 
I'll go. Uh, Belfast to me is an eight and a half. Um, I loved this movie. I thought it had just the right amount of charm. It had great, um, very emotional center. Um, it, I thought it was one of the most perfect cast movies I've seen in a very long time. And I'm talking every character, not just a few of them, but I think every character was perfectly cast. And I mean, K- Kenneth Branagh is, this shows his range, you know, he did the original, which we didn't even talk about how he did a nod to, he, he did a couple of nods to the MCU in this movie. I don't know if you guys caught those, but he directed Thor and Buddy reads Thor comic book when he, when he's coming out of the store. You guys remember that? No. That was it. Yeah. He's sitting on the curb saying he's reading Thor. Now Jamie Dornan says, how's, how's your comic book? Is, is, is the hero going to save anything? And Buddy says, well, he's going to try, but he's got to defeat this monster coming up. And I thought that was very, you know, that was, that was a cool, how often does that work? for someone who to put in a period piece, a nod to a movie that came l- way later. How often do you get to do that? I mean, mm-hmm. never. So I just thought that was really cool. Good for Kenneth Branagh. Uh, eight and a half is where it sits for me. Okay. Uh, well, I think this movie is a seven. Um, I think this movie is very good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's cast great. Uh, I love the way the color is used throughout sporadically with the black and white and the regular full on color. Uh, Belfast is a good movie. Uh, I'll watch it again someday, not anytime soon. I don't have anybody I wouldn't recommend this movie to. It's an interesting one, but it's just about a seven for me. All right. That's fair. This has been episode 268A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. Hi, I'm at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook, always posting things there, some stories and links to some cool film stuff. And check us out on YouTube. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week is a big week. We're checking out The Batman and Spencer. One huge comic book movie and another Oscar-nominated movie. So next week's another big week. Every week's a big week with us. Mm-hmm.